0: Everybody, everywhere. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Sorry I sound like a troll today. I'm doing my best. Gotta keep the pod going.
1: Gotta keep the pod going. Um, So we are talking about our kitchen overhaul.
0: Yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna start it talking about Young House Love, even though it's not about Young House Love, just because I can. Wow. Yeah, recently on the podcast, Young House Love was talking about, like... All of these little life hacks that people have, people wrote in, told them all about their life hacks, and it was like, I hate running upstairs to um, get my kids socks when we're ready to go to school, so I just put like a basket of socks by the shoes, or something like that, like little stuff like that.
1: I don't like that. A fun fact. (laughs) Why not? Well, I I don't know. It feels a little weird to have a basket of socks.
0: Right, but imagine like every day you were about to like go out the door. And then your kid was like, oh, I didn't put socks on. Wouldn't it be easier for you to just, like, grab a sock than to be like, bitch, go upstairs. Get your fucking socks.
1: I don't... I mean, but I yes, it would be easier, but it's not you, like you be, as a
0: grown-ass person being, like, keeping your socks out by the shoes. No, I
1: mean, I understand. I just feel like you should, The kid should go back upstairs and put on socks, because why... Why... I'm not about it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I understand. I understand it as a life hack, but I disagree with it as a life hack. That's
0: not even what I'm talking about right now, though. So we're just going to get to the part I'm talking about, which is that they were saying, like, take the things in your life that you're going to take you every single time, not enough to do anything about them, but just like enough to be bothered and actually do something about them. Mm. And I feel like that was a lot of what happened with this kitchen overhaul.
1: That's a pretty, yeah, accurate definition slash explanation yeah. slash rationale as to why we did what we did. It took us two days, basically, really, by the time it was all said and
0: done. Yeah. And I would venture to say that it actually started a little bit before that with the drying rack.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That was our, like, that was our, like, dipping our toes in.
0: The breaking point. Yeah. If you will, where I, like turned one day to the drying rack that we have had since we moved into this apartment three and a half years ago which was from home goods like literally the day we moved yeah um and had rusted a little bit and we had actually already tried to resurrect it we got some steel wool and we kind of like went in on it
1: yeah really hard I went to town on that yeah for like maybe half an hour
0: <laughs> and I was just kind of like... No, this is the end. We are grown people and we have to do something about this.
1: (laughs) We are not the kind of people who have socks and baskets. (laughs) We can put on our own socks before we put on our shoes.
0: Speak for yourself. Um, So that was a bit of an adventure because I have this really weird thing about drying racks with... Um, plastic parts especially a plastic utensil holder because I hate that like filmy grimy shit that gets at the bottom of the utensil cup when it's a plastic one that like the water pools there and then it dries and like whatever was left in the water is just like a little bit grimy down there I fucking hate that so I will only buy utensil racks with like um metal utensil holders and those are surprisingly hard to come by for some reason
1: Yeah, I mean, everything, especially thinking about drying racks, I mean, most everything is just made with plastic, so it just makes it cheaper to just make a plastic utensil cup.
0: I mean, yeah, but it's not better. And also, I wanted this, like, I would say the dishes have been a pain point in our experience, and so I, like, felt deeply that there had to be a better way, and I didn't know what that better way was, but I wanted in this purchase to be more mindful about finding something that worked better for us And I just, like, didn't know what that was going to be. So I was looking at a bunch of things. Obviously, I was looking for a metal utensil holder. When that didn't work, I actually found, like, a separate purchase you can make that was just a metal utensil holder. So in the back of my mind, I was like, if I can't find one that comes with one, I will at least be able to purchase this one separately and switch it out.
1: You are very prepared. I was given both these options.
0: Well, we're not even to you getting options. Yeah, this is just me searching around. My bad. I also attempted to make a sustainable purchase. I will say that a lot of our kitchen purchases that we're talking about are not sustainable purchases. Yeah, not
1: a most eco friendly (laughs) venture.
0: Um, there is kind of one drying rack that is sold among those sustainable sites. I can link it in the show notes if anyone's interested in it, but it's so tiny. I found a lot of drying racks that were for people who maybe wash like a plate and two mugs every day. And that's just not our situation as people have already seen on the podcast. So I started Googling like best drying racks and I read probably 10 or 15 listicles of like the best drying racks. And I didn't really love any of those because I wanted something that was at least as big as the one that we already have. Mm -hmm. I found this wild three foot long three tiered drying rack that is supposed to go over a sink. And I was really, really into that idea for a while, but we can't do that because we have uppers, upper cabinets over our sink. And so they would run into that. I saw a number of two-tier drying racks, and that wasn't going to work because, again, we have uppers over that um, counter.
1: Mm.
0: And so they couldn't be too tall, or you wouldn't be able to put anything on the second um, tier. Mm. And then you would just have a two-tier drying rack that you can only put stuff on the first tier. And, like, what are you doing? So I was showing you a couple options. And then at some point, we were kind of like, wait... Pause for dramatic effect. A while ago, maybe when we were cleaning the drying rack the first time, Mm. we had talked about moving the drying rack to the rolling cart Uh and moving the uh, microwave to the counter.
1: Mm.
0: And we decided that would be too hard, that rolling the drying rack over every time you needed to wash dishes would be too much. But then we thought about it again. (laughs) We
1: changed our minds.
0: Yeah, which opened up a whole new set of options in terms of two- and three-tier drying racks because there is nothing over the rolling cart.
1: Yeah. I don't know necessarily what made us (laughs) change our minds. It's not... Like, the difficulty in rolling the cart over, one, it's not difficult, but two, it's not any different than how I perceived it the first time we floated the idea. But for whatever reason, the first time... It seemed tedious, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, I guess this doesn't really matter. Um, I, mean, I don't know what, what caused that change. Honestly, oddly maybe, working from home more, I've been microwaving stuff more, so maybe I've just gotten so used to having to move the car anyway to microwave it. And when we, we did that, we used to have to spin it, and it would be like a like a weird like core workout, like the ones where you're like holding a medicine ball and twisting your body. <laughs> it was like doing that but with a rolling island, which is, like, pretty heavy. So you have to roll it and then turn it and push it back in to get the microwave. And for the dishes, I mean, all we have to do is pull it over. We don't have to turn it any which way because you have to turn it for the microwave to plug it in, but you don't have to plug in the drying rack. Um, So maybe that had some informing in changing my opinion. I, I don't necessarily know.
0: Maybe we just snapped.
1: Yeah, maybe... Maybe we did just snap. We were, like, looking for a change, and we're like, we can change this. This is the thing we can change. We understand where things will go. Um, But so far, I mean, so good. It's actually kind of been nice having the microwave over there.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot, too. It makes me, like, more willing to microwave stuff, because all you have to do is plug it in rather than doing the whole rigmarole. I also don't mind rolling over the cart to wash dishes I find that to be fairly easy and if I'm only washing a few utensils I just wash them and then take them over to the cart yeah so we got a two-tier drying rack which was really exciting it already came with the metal utensil holder so I didn't have to buy the separate one the direction said it was a two-person assembly and I was like this is stupid I'm just gonna do it
1: but then it ended up being absolutely a two person assembly. Yeah,
0: I was struggling so hard. And Donnie came over and like touched it and all of a sudden <laughs> it came together. So, it was definitely a two person assembly. I'll link that in the show notes. And then team carry. Yeah, literally. Team lift. The other thing was it was time for our drying mat to ah, go. Yes. Because I hate plastic in drying racks. I always throw away that like I recycle. I recycle that plastic <laughs> dish that comes under it that's supposed to catch all the water because it grosses me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I get one of those like cotton drying mats that is always in the like dishes aisle at Home Goods. <laughs> this one was from Home Goods. We'd had it for three and a half years as well. Bought on the same day. We put it in the laundry all the time. It was just its time.
1: Yeah. It was (coughs) getting crunchy and not in, like, the fun hippie granola way, just, like, actually a little crunchy.
0: Yeah, and, like, every time, immediately after we washed it.
1: Yeah. So we did clean it before we ended up fabric (laughs) donating it. In fact, we just put in a load of laundry tonight before the podcast. So as we were looking for a new drying mat, uh, Jordan, when I don't know if you found it on an eco site, but you found...
0: It was on a Etsy. A really
1: pretty fancy
0: one, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do this sustainably. At least I figured we've been bringing more natural like fibers into the kitchen, and so we could find something like that. At least something that we could buy directly from the maker. Mm-hmm. And I found a bunch of cotton ones that were perfectly nice. People do them as like little sewing projects that you can sell for twenty bucks. Yeah. Wow. But I knew that. Because we had gotten the two-tier drying rack it's a little narrower than the drying rack we previously had. I'm sorry, I sound crazy right now <laughs> as I'm trying to like get air <laughs> into my diseased lungs. Um, we're, we're
1: doing it for you. <coughs> listeners. Listen to Jordan.
0: People need <laughs> to know uh, of love. about our drying rack. Um, I wanted it to be a little wider so that we could put some more stuff on and around it. And this one had a lot of perks. It is a wool drying mat. Um, I bought it from a lady who sells a bunch of wool products. So I imagine she farms the sheep, but I didn't ask personally. Mm. (coughs) Could
1: be a sheep itself, animal farm style.
0: That would be kind of dark.
1: That would be really dark.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Wet there. it, It comes with a natural linen sleeve, so it's undyed. And it turns out that that matches our tan uh, towels in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, it actually does match quite nicely.
0: That's why I got really excited about it and why I paid $40 for it. Because I was like, oh, this legit matches. It also seemed nice, we had a cotton one and it got pretty wet. Because we use this thing all of the time. Yeah. Um, and it seemed nice to have a wool one because wool absorbs more than cotton does. And we could wash the sleeve and then just hang the wool part up to dry. And so that was attractive to me.
1: Yeah, agreed. And it's like, I mean, (coughs) thus far, it's definitely been, it's weird to say functioning better. Because fundamentally, they're both just like thick pieces of cloth. But definitely dries a lot faster, which for a New York City apartment, especially in the winter, is a nice thing. Because when the heat comes on, bugs come out. So the less water attention you have, you know, the better it is to prevent that from happening so that's been a plus on the whole you know sometimes with the uh, cotton one if it would get too wet like if we were cooking a soup or something and we had the soup pot over it it would pretty clearly kind of puddle you know it would dry like there wouldn't be a puddle on the counter per se but there would be an obvious like wet stain where all like the ring of water had collected off the soup pot and that doesn't seem to be the case so much With this wool one, thus far, things are drying much faster.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that as well. I'll link it in the show notes. And that was kind of phase one, and we let it go with that for a while. Maybe Mm -hmm. like two weeks, I would say. Yeah. One week?
1: No, I think two. Because I think we did it before we went to the tiny house for Dane's wedding. Yeah. So yeah, two.
0: And then last weekend, we just kind of decided that it was time to do... What they always tell you, you should do like every six months or so, which is like vacuum out your cabinets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've done that once before in mm-hmm. the three and a half years. So we've lived here, then it just kind of felt like time to do again. And we
1: did it big, took everything out. I wish we got a picture of everything taken out Yeah, because we had to put it not only in our kitchen, but it like bled over into our living room. and looked pretty hilarious.
0: Well, last time we did this was the first time we reorganized the kitchen and ended up going really well for us because we did have to take everything out to clean the Mm cabinets. So we figured might as well decide what's working here and what's not and what we can fix. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, too. That was kind of a big moment for us in setting up the kitchen because you set up the kitchen the first day you get to an apartment. Everything else can kind of wait, but you need to be able to eat. So we did that. And then about a year, year and a half in, we kind of did a reorg of it to reflect the way that we were currently using stuff. Mm -hmm. And now we're doing that again, especially because you had since become a vegetarian. So we were using different things. Mm -hmm. You have all these fermenting projects. You're getting really into baking. Like we're using the kitchen much differently than we did when we did that initial reorg. Right. So we did take everything out and then we cleaned the cabinets, which meant that we vacuumed them out. I, like, stood...
1: Stood up on our stepladder, and I held the vacuum up.
0: Yeah, and then I used the vacuum hose to get into all the corners.
1: Yeah, we got into the tall, the upper uppers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The upper upper uppers.
0: (laughs) And then we sprayed our cleaning spray, and we wiped everything down. It was clean as fuck. It was an operation, yeah. But then we kind of, like, took that opportunity to put stuff back in different places. Mm Mm-hmm. We got you a baking cabinet. It's true. Previously, it's the baking cabinet had been kind of the closed cabinet that we have on the rolly thing. Mm-hmm. I forget why.
1: I think it's just kind of where things ended up the first time. Because a lot of that was slowly acquired, right? We moved here with all of our cups and uh, mugs. And so they, I think, just went where we needed them. We had, I mean, different plates at that time. So that one where we needed it. When we moved here, we didn't really have pantry stuff, and so True. as we got uh, like man, it's totally skipping my brain right now. Like the, uh, cornmeal that we said. I mean cornmeal, but the like polenta. polenta and like uh, mazarepa and like baking powder, brown sugar, all that. We didn't really have a pantry per se, so that open space in the island was kind of just the open space and. De facto became our pantry as we got more stuff. It was like, oh, well, all the stuff we moved here with already has this as a home, so I guess we'll just put this here. I mean, and it worked, it wasn't a problem. But I think as we had everything out, we had this moment where we were just like, oh, this could flow much more seamlessly if this was just here. Because even before, I was like really into baking. Like if we were making Plenta or doing something that involved, you know, brown sugar as opposed to just cane sugar, which we ha- had out on the cabinet in, like, a, a weck jar at the time. You know, it would just be like, oh, you'd have to bend down and get the thing, and it was on the other side of the kitchen, you know, and it wasn't, like, a big to-do, but in terms of, like, kitchen flow, definitely not as efficient as the way we have it now.
0: Yeah, there was stuff we were using every day down there, like our coffee was down there.
1: Oh, yeah, coffee went down there. <laughs>
0: And where I want my coffee is, like, directly in front of my face all the time, so that's where we ended up putting it.
1: Yeah, really, we just made, we just actually made a pantry, which is, like, perhaps (coughs) what we should have done the first time around, but, like I said, as we were moving in, things just sort of fell into places where they are opening. So now, our middle-most, uh... Upper cabinet. Yeah, our our middle-most uppers is a pantry, so the baking stuff is there, the coffee, the tea, well, the tea is actually somewhere else, but now it's also up. You know, all that is in what would probably traditionally be a pantry space in any, like, full-size suburban home kitchen.
0: Yeah, and we we realized that that, that cabinet that's in the rolly cart isn't really a place we like to go because <laughs> it's just, like, out of the way. It's up against the fridge. It's not great. So that's where we decided to put the stuff that we don't reach for all the time. Yeah, and just
1: stuff that's kind of floppy. Like I have a lunch box, I'll take if I'm on site at a school for a while. Where I'll pack obviously lunch, but also <clears> like snacks for the day if I'm somewhere far flung or way downtown. Um, that's nice to have, but it's also we previously had it with like our uh, our like casserole dish and our baking sheets and our, our we have like one nice wooden cutting board and one long plastic cutting board for for cooking fish or something that we don't want to get on the wood. And so we had the uh, my lunchbox down there, and it would honestly just like be in the way pretty much all the time. All like the you'd, time. you'd reach for something and like it would just flop down in your <laughs> hand. It was yeah, it was annoying. So now that is just under there. So it's stuff we don't use a lot and stuff that like didn't really have <coughs> a good place to be, and now can just exist in that space. And then our pitchers are the other thing under there. Something we don't use a lot, but previously we had those in like the upper upper area and that was fine because we only really make pictures of things like for the holidays people are coming over if we want iced tea or if we're doing a cold brew (laughs) but you'd open up the upper uppers and like reach for one as you reach for one you would knock the other two over or like knock them into the other things up there and that was just a hassle so it makes more sense for them to be underneath and within like easy grabbing range
0: Yeah, another thing that precipitated this was that you had been using the donut pan and Mm. the muffin pan much more often, and those were things that we had up above the fridge because that was our, like, rarely used space. Yeah. And so that had just shifted as well. Those needed to come down and, you know, find a spot. Now they're in the baking cabinet, I think, so that works out.
1: Yeah, well, now they're down in the island
0: area. Oh, are they?
1: Yeah, they're on that top (laughs) shelf there, which is also just a better spot for it. Because it's not like we're baking donuts every day, but... Doing that a lot more. The muffin tin is useful for when we do breakfast prep. You know, there are, like, uh, like zucchini
0: oat muffins. Yeah,
1: zucchini oat muffins. You do, like, we haven't done in a while. We have, like, an egg frittata thing that we do. It just was getting used more and more. And even as it was getting used more and more, we just kept it up there anyway and reached up and knocked Mm -hmm. over everything up there as we were getting it and realized, I think, we couldn't live this way any longer.
0: And then the other thing we did was, last year, you'll remember, in our Thanksgiving episode, we talked about buying a roasting pan, finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Donnie immediately became a vegetarian. So we decided to donate the roasting pan. I very specifically took it to Goodwill before Thanksgiving, in case someone, like, was looking for a last-minute roasting pan, and I hope that it found a home. But in that process, it kind of caused us to ask, also, like, what else could go? Yeah. And the answer happened to be a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, not just... So, like, the roasting band we didn't replace. We started asking what else could go, and then I was making a target list for an upcoming uh, gift swap event I have going on Yankee Swap, to be specific, and I needed to get some stuff there to complement the gift I'm creating, in case anyone is listening.
0: Gotta no spoilers. Under wraps.
1: Um So I was like, it was a nice day, so I was going to walk to the Target anyway, and I was like, oh, well, you know, if I'm I'm going there, you know, what could we replace, which is different than what could go. As soon as we asked what could be replaced, like, the floodgates just opened.
0: Yeah, I think this is a lot of what I was talking about when I was saying, like, those little nitpicky things. Um, What was the first thing that we decided to replace?
1: That's a good question. I think it was probably the... uh, Oh, it was the grill pan. Yeah, it was the grill pan.
0: We had this grill pan that we bought at, like, TJ Maxx. I think you
1: bought it. It was before we moved oh, together. Really? Yeah, you had that for a while.
0: It was a bitch to clean, so we never used it because we never wanted to clean it. And I was like, there has to be something better. Mm-hmm. So that started that, and we found one at Target that was a pretty good price that was um, nonstick.
1: Like I said, or like maybe Jordan said, these were not our most eco-friendly purchases. So no. We just, like went as basic and as like convenient as we could
0: yeah i think in my mind like this isn't something i wanted to invest a ton in i don't think we're in a space where we need to invest in cookware no and it was the thing that we wanted to get done right then yeah and so we were going to target and that kind of was what it needed to be at that point and i think I feel fine about that, but I wanted to say out loud that these were not our most ego-friendly choices because we talk a lot about that guiding our choices, and so I want to be clear that in this case it was not guiding our choices at all.
1: Yeah, no, I don't feel real guilt about it. I just also want to be clear.
0: But then as soon as the grill pan was fair game, I was like, oh shit, you know what else we could do? Get new cookie sheets. Because you know what's gross in every single person's house? The fucking cookie sheets. And then I was looking at the internet and I saw that you get them for $5 at Target and I was like, oh yeah, this shit goes right now.
1: Boom. And so after the cookie sheets were gone, I was like, you know what else is pretty annoying? A walk."
0: I think that you needed to do that because I was a little sentimental about that walk. I bought that walk when I was like 19 years old in an ikea mm-hmm. for five dollars
1: yeah and it was like things were the uh the finish was like flaking off it. yeah it was and it was just like too much i've been putting up with it for a while it was also really hard to clean in part because the finish was flaking off yeah. of it. so i was like oh, as long as we're getting rid of all this stuff how about this uh walk
0: it's weird because I know that nonstick cookware has existed our entire lives, but for some reason, the nonstick cookware we just bought is so much more nonstick than any cookware I've ever had.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was gone. And we've been talking a lot about uh, replacing some of our Tupperware because we had some of that for a while and it was getting pretty beat up. So as long as we were making this target list, yeah. <laughs> we pulled the trigger and uh, did that. <coughs> and then the last thing to go were the oven mitts. Yeah. Those were starting to lose their... Heat resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is particularly problematic. So we were like, all right, well, we'll get oven mitts at Target, too. And away we went to Target.
0: Yeah, and we got all that stuff.
1: Yeah, cleaned house. Interestingly, didn't get anything I was initially hoping to get at Target.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As is the way at Target.
1: So for anyone Yankee swapping who's listening... What I got isn't from Target. Um, (laughs) Everything's great besides the oven mitts. Don't buy cheap oven mitts at Target.
0: So we had silicone oven mitts before that we just bought at HomeGoods, and they were doing really well, but I think my hypothesis is that over time, oven mitts break down, and I think that's what had happened to ours, is we'd never had a problem with them, and then the last couple times I've used them, my hands have become very warm. Mm -hmm. So I kind of marked them as, like, to be replaced. You felt strongly that silicone was like overhyped, didn't matter, we should just get whatever was at Target. And I let you have that because I was like, they probably don't manufacture oven mitts that are like that bad. But they do. Yeah. Immediately after using them, I was like, I can, I feel as though I'm putting my hand in the oven, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is the complete opposite point. So then I went to the internet and I started looking at listicles of the best oven mitts. Yeah, you got real deep. Yeah, I went real deep. And we got some new ones from Amazon, which I will link in the show notes. We haven't used them yet, so I don't know if they're good or not. But the internet said they were great.
1: Yeah, they look good. They look like <laughs> really, they look like our old ones. The reason I thought uh, the silicone was hyped—I've uh, never used it. My family always just had like thick wool ones, and then my previous apartments had it. Or not wool? But I don't know. Cotton. Cloth, ca- cotton. And they've always been fine. But these Target—I mean, they were pretty cheap. The Target ones too, which maybe the amazon ones
0: were exactly the same price that was annoying bastards also the new ones we got are filled with recycled cotton so while not eco not not eco
1: doing the thing
0: also though interestingly the listicle that i found these on was very specific about her technique when measuring the different uh gloves that she oven mitts that she tested but she also said kind of similar to you like Oh, I thought all oven mitts were the same, and I thought that your hands were always just a little warm in oven mitts. Mm. And I was like, no, people, your hands should be normal. It should be like you're not touching something from the oven. (laughs) So apparently people out there think that your hands should be burning when you're wearing oven mitts, and the answer is no, it should feel normal. Wow. So we'll do an update on these oven mitts to review them. Yeah. But this woman said that she took a sheet pan out of the oven at 400 degrees and held it for almost four minutes before her hands started to get hot.
1: This woman is an Amazon review hero.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'll link her review as well so that people can uh, get all of the information that they need. Damn. So yeah, felt really good about that. Spent about $100, um, which I thought was pretty good for all the stuff that we got. Yeah. You've since used the walk, and you said it was great.
1: Yeah, it was great. Way better than our old walk. Oh, we also... Oh, and we've used the
0: sheet pans, and they were so easy to clean.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the only thing we have we haven't used is the (laughs) grill pan... Um, I guess that's it. They yeah, haven't missed. used the new Tupperware? New Tupperware. Oh, yeah? I mean, it, just Tupperware, it just holds stuff, but it's great. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are literal holes in the lids. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> we also sharpened our knife. Yes. Moving into so, drawer reorganization.
0: So the other part of this was that we have those drawer dividers, which we've talked about before, which I absolutely love. But we had reached the point of taking things in and out that we no longer remembered where stuff went in the drawer dividers. Yeah, a bit of a mess. So that was another impetus for this. Pulled out the drawer dividers, washed those in the sink, vacuumed, wiped down the drawers. Remembered we had a knife sharpener. (laughs) Watched a YouTube video about how to use said knife sharpener, and then actually sharpened our knife effectively with said knife sharpener, because I've tried to use it before, and it just kind of never worked, so I gave up on it.
1: Yeah, definite technique to it.
0: But we've been talking about getting a sharper knife or sharpening that knife for a long time now. And so it was good that we figured that out.
1: Yeah. Pretty easy. Previously you looked up taking it to what, William and William
0: Sonoma. Sonoma, which is free. By the way, you can get one knife sharpened at William Sonoma for free. Oh. Um, not a serrated one, just like a normal chef's knife, but it takes like three business days for them to give it back to you. And this is the only chef's knife we have. So that wasn't going to work out.
1: Yeah. But this thing worked really well. It was Just like a little handheld guy, you got a hold of the edge. Maybe Jordan will link the YouTube video. I don't yeah, know. for sure. Um, we'll have to find the YouTube video. I think it was the first one, the first hit that came up when we looked up. I
0: can't imagine it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I just typed in the brand of knife that we had. It was a review of it though, and then in the middle of the review, the lady shows <coughs> you how to use it.
0: She reviewed it highly though.
1: Yeah, really liked it.
0: So, and then we put the drawer dividers back, and we. Set them up again to, like, make sense.
1: Yeah. Then we took pictures.
0: So that we can remember where all of our things go.
1: Boom. <laughs> That's the level we're on.
0: Yeah. And also, so I mean, we take pictures now so we can put things, like, in the podcast show notes. We yeah. don't just take them for our own edification most of the time.
1: Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> then- so, yeah.
0: I, it was pretty exciting. When we were done with it, it was, like, pretty thrilling.
1: Yeah. Felt really good. Because, uh, like Jordan been saying, it was just one of those things that was, like, bothersome in those little ways. <laughs> you know, not really enough to do anything about. Like, oh, I have to bend down to get all the baking stuff. Or, oh, I need to knock stuff over to get uh, a pitcher I need. And little irksome things. And finally, we are just like, you know what? We don't have to be bothered by <laughs> these <laughs> like, things. It's just going to take a little bit of effort to, like, prevent these things from happening.
0: Yeah, I also think I have this feeling specifically about kitchen stuff. I think that like, oh, I have this pot and it works fine as a pot, but like you could have a nicer pot, you know, like (laughs) most of our cookware I have had since college and much like the bathroom towels, it's okay to get new things every so often.
1: Yeah. Speaking of new things, (coughs) you got some new things, new shoes, right? Shoes. And then upcycled the bag. To hold our towels.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a new pair of shoes that came in a little bag from the people who made them. And one of the things we wanted to do was empty out a drawer that held our towels because that drawer was just holding too much shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And so... I had had this bag, and I wanted to do something with it. It's very cute. I'll put a pic in the show notes. And I didn't know what to do with it, and suddenly I was like, oh, this. So now between our oven mitts hanging on the side of the rolly cart is a bag full of towels rather than having those towels stuffed awkwardly in the back of a drawer, like being in the way of the aluminum foil.
1: Yeah, and it looks great, you know, because the bag looked great.
0: Yeah. Speaking of aluminum foil... Mm. We also have this drawer full of, like, boxes of aluminum foil and parchment paper and cling wrap and all sorts of crazy stuff. And that drawer is a pain in the ass also. And so I've been on Etsy flopping around doing my thing a while ago. And I saw something that I thought, oh, you know what it was? It was in the process of looking for that paper towel holder before we decided to get reusable paper towels. Uh I was looking for a paper towel holder you can mount on the wall. And I saw these things. I think they're from the 60s. And I mean, I'll put a picture of it because we ultimately bought one
1: <laughs> and they hold
0: aluminum foil and wax paper and paper towels like on your wall. And we don't plan to use ours for paper towels because we already have paper towel holding baskets, but we'll probably put like parchment paper in there or something. Yeah, something. And so we got one of those from Etsy as well and we're going to mount it on the wall so the aluminum foil just kind of like pulls out of the wall rather than needing to go into the drawer and get out the box and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. It's going to be an exciting new feature.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's ironic a little bit because it's a vintage thing so you know that at some point they went out of fashion and people were just like throwing them away that mm-hmm. they were really pervasive and then like people were like, "Oh, this is trash. I don't want it anymore." And now we just bought one off the internet and I spent hours today restoring it huh. so that we can put it back on the wall as it probably was in this apartment in the 60s
1: perhaps I don't know yeah maybe <coughs> I think it's also like uh I mean, yeah that shit just happens <laughs> yeah I was gonna like justify it and I'll still try to justify it. I mean I think part of it is the space thing too right maybe maybe it was or wasn't in this apartment in the 60s I don't know maybe they're more ex- expensive in the 60s but like If you have space to just have a bigger, wider drawer for all your stuff, all your wraps to fit in, that's one thing, but our, like, drawer space is taken up by other stuff, so putting it on the wall is going to be beneficial for our setup.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I just, for some reason, I mean, we own a lot of vintage things, and this is the first thing that has really struck me, ironically, as knowing that people got rid of these at some point, you know?
1: It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. We're bringing it back.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll start a new trend.
1: Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that's about it for our kitchen update. Got it all ready. Yeah,
0: and now we're going to not make Thanksgiving dinner in it, which is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty exciting. Not that we don't love doing it, but it's kind of nice. We've went pretty hard for the past four, five years, right? We did it in Crown Heights, we're just Dylan and Ed. Then we did
0: Thanksgiving once in Washington Heights, too. That
1: was you and me. Yeah. Yeah. That was chill. And then... When, then we, we tried... Started...
0: Ca- it, like, we weren't at the peak of our game yet, though, so we, yeah, we tried fucked up some shit. pretty reasonably. We made
1: that weird turkey breast. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dylan that Ed came. That was the first year with, like, a full-ass turkey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've been doing this for six years now, and I think this is our year to relax.
1: Yeah, it already feels more relaxed. Not to harp on it, because now we're just off-topic a little bit, but, like... It's
0: our podcast, we can say whatever we want, and they can shut us off whenever.
1: That's true. Um, It was kind of nice to just be, like... Like, today... I mean, you stopped work around 2 o'clock, I stopped work... I I, I honestly stopped work around 11.30. Today Today (laughs) is the day
0: before Thanksgiving, for context, because this will come out after Thanksgiving.
1: Ah, that's true, yeah. We're recording, yeah, the day before Thanksgiving. So that was really... I did, like, all my morning work, and, like all the deep work I needed to do, and then I was like, you know what, I don't need to do anything else. Um, and Jordan, you work till, like, two, and most days, today is the day we're, like, do a lot of prep, like, I'm getting pie stuff out of the way so we don't have to worry about the pie stuff when we're prepping other stuff. We'd have to be, like... Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. The turkey, we'd have to be checking. If I would have brined it earlier.
0: Oh, yeah, it would already be in the bag, and we'd be, like, rolling it around. Oh,
1: yeah. Um... And then we would have been, like, waiting to hear if people, like, if flights were delayed, if everyone got in. Never had any problem with anyone's flights being too fucked up. I don't think so. But, like, people getting in and people wanting to, like, meet, maybe not meet up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, what
0: are we eating tonight, given that we're going to have to do the whole thing tomorrow? Yeah.
1: Um, And it's night, just be like, oh, we just don't have to do anything.
0: (laughs) 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 Like, oh, it's just Wednesday night. (laughs) I'm excited to have like a very New York experience of eating Thanksgiving dinner, among other people who we don't know. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah,
1: I think it'll be. Yeah, it'll be good. Maybe we'll report back on that next podcast, depending on our theme. Maybe we'll just report back on it anyway because it's our podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment Twenty Six.
0: For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast.
1: See you next time.